Hey, what's up, guys? I'm to hear more. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of More to the Story. I'm Farron Moore. <laughs> I'm here fisting in post. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm to hear more. <laughs> this is Farron Moore. Welcome back to another episode welcome of More to the Story. Back. Welcome back to another episode of More to the Story. <laughs> and I'm to hear more. That's I Farron. am Farron Moore. <laughs> I'm to hear more. That's Farron Moore. Welcome back to another episode of More to the Story. Well, I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Jesus. Y'all see he on a roll with um, just being very hurtful to me today. Mm. <sighs> Want to hear something cool? No. You're gonna, so put your phone down. You're going to deprive the people of hearing something cool? Tell them on your own time. Damn. It's a cold game. See, <laughs> I wanted y'all to know. She a hater, though. What? That you can say the alphabet <clears throat> in one second? No. You told us that already. Mosquitoes are the only creature responsible for the deaths of humans, of more humans than humans themselves. Ain't that crazy as fuck? That's terrifying saying that mosquitoes fucking love yeah. me. And they, they, they validated and verified that there are people that have sweeter blood to mosquitoes and they can like sense that shit and that's why you get bit more than regular people. I can be around a group of 500 people and I will walk away with a thousand mosquito bites and nobody else will yeah. be touched. Amir, should I send this to you? This picture to you so you would have it? <sighs> that's scary. The mosquito thing? Because I wanted to put it, put it on the screen for this one. Is that possible? Yeah. Alright, cool. I'm out here fighting for my life, yo. I'm going to tell y'all another cool fact right here. No. Uh, a honey badger skin is so thick that it can withstand a machete blow, arrows, and spears. That's fucking crazy. Aren't honey badgers, like, aggressive? They're aggressive as fuck. They got attitudes. Yeah, so that's scary. Like, you can't even stop them. No, he got your hairstyle, too. Who got my hair? <laughs> See? See? Amir, no, he look. He is coming for me. I'm not, it's not even coming he for me. He is look. coming for me today. Amir, look, 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 look at this. He has fans. Has, okay. I need y'all to understand that I be the one on babe, here say saying, it. don't do my babe. But all he's done since he got here is spewed venom and like just come for me. He <laughs> compared my hair to a honey badger's No, I compared a honey badger to your hair. They trying to jock your style. Because you the queen, B. You the queen, honey badger. In the sense of like, you the, you the baddest. Just cut all that out. We're going to start now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of More to the Story. I am I'm your host here more. <laughs> we just going to run it all the way back. You want to start over, we just going to run the whole thing back. Hey, did you guys know the mosquitoes? <laughs> Why are you being this way? Uh-uh. We're going to sit down and talk about it. I'm about to call our therapist. We're going to talk about it. Um, anyway, that's right. Leave Farron alone, please. Hashtag leave Farron alone. Um, let's ask, I got the extreme personal questions, the ones we pulled out when Sweet Val was here. Okay. Um, last week. Not last week to y'all. Last <clears throat> week to when this episode will air. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, yeah, these the ones that had us all in her business. All and so in the business. We gonna let y'all in our business because we love to overshare. It's kind of our brand. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> 
We have we have some things that's off limits until we create our outline. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna make that a priority this weekend. Mm. Um. Ooh, I like this. I made this coffee nice and strong. Yeah, you did. This shit can pick so, the cup up. <laughs> Your coffee got wings. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the Extreme Personal Questions deck. And did you want to pick one, or you just want me to <clears throat> ask you a, these questions? Uh, either Should way. we do it the right way? You want to pick which question you answer? Yeah. Okay, so... What is the most recent piece of gossip that you have shared, or what are your most disturbing dreams about? Oh, recent piece of gossip. Uh, I don't really be doing the gossip too much. Yes, you do. It just ain't nothing you can probably share on this show. No, so that... here is hella gossipy, y'all. Just to you, it's funny. Who everybody, everybody, I know if I tell Kev something, he's gonna tell Melissa. <laughs> same thing with Greg, same thing with Tank. Our wives, like, if you tell me a secret, just know that my wife gonna know it. Like, yeah. that's just, and she gonna Very do the same true. thing. So that ain't really gossip. That's just like, cause I don't go to you like, oh, bitch. <laughs> yes, you ain't you know. gonna. Okay, sometimes I will. <laughs> sometimes I will be like, bitch. <laughs> he was literally. Can't get it to do it fast enough throwing bags down. Babe, guess what? It's like, tell me everything. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. My dreams are usually... About you almost peeing on yourself? No, because uh, I pee on myself in my dreams. That's why I wake you up to help me flip the mattress. <laughs> the dreams I use... The ones that scare me are usually like apocalyptic dreams or me failing. Mm. It's usually one or the other. But the apocalyptic that. dreams that are scary, I still be liking. Like, it be a nightmare, but I be in that bitch slashing. I be <laughs> killing everybody, bro. And my, my apocalyptic dreams. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I had a dream last night that I traded in or sold, um, actually, the purse I have today for, like, the same color and stuff but a smaller size and I was like why did I do that and like in the dream I was thinking like why am I doing this but also the me in the dream thought it made so much sense and so it seemed so real and I woke up and saw my purse and I was like whoo <laughs> so... <laughs> but that's disturbing for me because I never remember my dreams so that's a terrible question for me to answer Cause that's disturbing only because I re it just happened mm. and I remember it right now, but I usually don't remember them. You see, they gave you the black chick with the blonde hair for your emoji. Hey, thank you. I like that. <laughs> oh, but I I get in trouble. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the transitive law of gossip. I know my bestie tells her hubby everything. Mm -hmm. I love it. Transitive law. Look at us. Um. What is this? Oh, if you were a monkey in a zoo, who would you most want to throw your dung at? <laughs> Kids. Or what were you doing the last time you were naked in front of someone besides a lover? Limbo.
at the pool. At the pool. Oh, oh, it was probably that's probably very accurate. <laughs> Live more than body shots. <laughs> I swear. Our Patreon, we need to go ahead and give them more details because the shit we dance around on this show is like, wait, what? What? <laughs> it just sounds like we got a crazy life outside of here. And we do. We do. Shit's a little different. Um. Okay, what, what were I doing the last time I was naked in front of someone besides a lover? <laughs> the okay, naked is full nudity, so I can't even bring up the piercings because that doesn't count. Right, I was just topless. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was trying on um outfits in front of Io and I they required no underwear so I was like completely nude okay. changing clothes in front of Io that's what I was doing all right trying to figure out what I was going to wear so that boring halloween thing I was can't couldn't remember yeah every other time is yeah been around you yeah that's, true. Yeah, that's all I got sorry boo okay so today uh, we actually, well, not we, but this topic was touched on just a little bit, but the conversation went uh, another direction and it was much, it was much needed in that direction. But we touched on it just a little bit when we had um, Persephone here, Persephone and Ayo. Okay. <clears throat> but I want you and I to, to talk um, a bit more about it, especially because actually wanted you to be a part of the conversation. So everything worked out the way it was supposed. Cool. What you got? Where you think you going? What is you doing? Waiting on you to start. <laughs> Snotty nose, little boy. <laughs> we can still hear you. They don't see me. So, well, we hear it. Anyway. Hi. So we're going to talk about um, the feelings of jealousy and envy within relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is more more directed towards um, about su- levels of success and lifestyles, not so much of oh. I'm jealous of the of the attention or gotcha. other people type of jealousy. Other people being involved in relationship type of jealousy. Cool. Does that make sense? That mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. So, um, and it took me a while. I've been um, sitting with the topic for a while because I know um, just me switching career paths and stuff. Like it was already a thing that I kind of juggled. Because you count, you know, me as a a part of how you got as successful. Oh, I got to give the definitions again. You're right. Um, A part of your success. And me, I'm like, sometimes I struggle with that because I don't feel like I directly contributed Mm -hmm. to it. And so it's just this, um, this feeling of how much 
how much can I actually share in that? What does that look like? Um, those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, well, jealousy, I'm going to give the definitions again. Thank you. Someone that pointed it out in the, um, well, not someone, Nikki pointed it out in the um, chat that jealousy is um, a three-way thing. It's like you are in fear of losing something or someone to something else. Envy is that is um, one-sided and you are envious that someone has something that you don't have. Like you, you want that too, but it's just that direction. It's not, you're not in fear. You lose nothing in being um envious. envious. So um everything good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just in that can you can you be candid or just frank with me about like what that what that means to you when you say like oh I I attribute a a part of my success to Farron. What does that mean um what do you mean by it mainly i'm talking about the motivation that you inspired you and a kid um that has to deal with you know being able to provide for you all monetarily uh emotionally somewhat i wasn't as good then as i am now mentally trying to be strong in front of you guys and then also just like pushing myself a little harder than I, I may have done it previously than you all, uh, prior to you all moving in with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I might've submitted to some some self auditions, self tape auditions, maybe three a day. But with you guys, I might've did like six to 10 and took jobs that I wouldn't have willing been willing to take prior to because I'm just like, I don't, I don't need that right now. I'm not, I'm not that hard up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also being able to like bounce ideas off of you ideas and, and talk with you with the show. There was uh, somewhat of a gap of understanding that I feel like you grasp now. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people didn't realize or didn't know that I was married until the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> a lot of people didn't know that I was married until I made the conscious decision and effort to start pulling you into content. Mm-hmm. And I made that decision based on me feeling like at that point you were ready. Like you were going to be seeing me film, you know, six to eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. It was going to be in your face. And I felt like you would have a better understanding of it as opposed to like when I was just going to the clubs and you didn't understand initially why I had to be there, even if I wasn't performing mm-hmm. uh, while I was hitting two, three clubs and I might not have got up at any club, but my presence to had to be seen, there to be seen, yeah. to be thought about when that booker or that promoter was booking the out next of sight, show. Out of mind, absolutely. So, you so to be, yeah. uh, at that point, it was a, it was a, it was a conscious decision to start pulling you into more content because I'm like, well, we don't know how long we're gonna be locked down. She's gonna be in more videos. It might as well, like, you know, yeah. let people see exactly who she is. So, and then also it was like this was an opportunity for you to display. The behavior that I've been talking about in videos or on podcasts or just with friends, just of like how me crazy. To stop gaslighting you. To make it seem like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so. He would be telling people 
about all this personality and the silly stuff I would do. And I'm like, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? He's making this up. So everybody, everybody on and off camera thought I was the driest, quietest person ever. It's okay. You having a good time? It's okay. They all believe you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know that you're the wild card. I'm really the lame one. Farron's the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, I, I get him involved in a lot of debauchery. <laughs> Look at his face. For our lifestyle now in the sense of like the 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 professional, <sighs> like, like the debauchery that I was in when, when I was young and shit, it was like. It was just like mayhem and violence and drugs and shit like that. But like the grown debauchery, oh, that's all her. <laughs> the grown debauchery. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm I on tennis into shoes a and cars. I feel like the older I get, the more like childlike. Yeah. The more I'm just like, I want to have. Well, you live in your. I feel like we, we're in a position now where we can live out part of our second childhood, the stuff that we may have been denied to, we been denied of because of our parents, our upbringing, or whatever. Yeah. Like I know that's how I felt. Like once. You know, I was a lot more mature as a child yeah. than I feel like I am now. So now, like, you know, with the 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 this this not as much now, but you know, the year before and the year before that, the frivolous sneaker buying and the car purchases, it was stuff like I I didn't get a chance to do that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh and and whether it be from the upbringing or the financial situation, I wasn't able to. But then when, you know, life fast forward and we got to a point where it was like, oh, I want this tennis shoe, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the weight. For my mom to say okay after begging and pleading, I was able to just do it myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely living out of uh, uh, some of our second childhood. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's also like even in being pulled in into the space and seeing just just seeing more of the the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and even more so after you know leaving my job, getting seeing even more of it because I don't have that added distraction. Mm-hmm. It does um it it did help like uh kill some level of jealousy that I would feel over your success because it was it felt like it was getting more attention than I was. Mm-hmm. And so it was that. It wasn't even like so it it and I specify jealousy because it was a three-way thing. I felt like I was losing you to that. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, that was a, a big fear. But <clears throat> once I got a chance to see, I feel like if all came in line, like once I got a chance to see all mm-hmm. those things, once I was pulled more to the forefront mm-hmm. and I saw the things, it was easier to accept. And now it's like, Oh, let me help you pack. Let's think of this. Let's do this. And I'm more pro, even I feel like I'm more proactive in it than I was before because I didn't see all those things. And that's that's, it's a it's a crazy thing that it almost is like you had to see, you had to experience that jealousy because you couldn't, unless you were going to the clubs with me and you see it firsthand. How somebody was like, oh, shit. Well, I forgot you was in town. Uh, you got to let me know next time you're in town or yeah. how long you're going to be in town. Like, unless you see that firsthand, me telling you I got to be at the club. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it sounds, yeah. you know, just like, what? You got to be there. It's like, yes, this is <laughs> when you're certain, certain, certain jobs require a lot of, like, free labor. 
and I was putting in that 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 face time, that 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 equity of building relationships, nurturing these relationships. Even when I didn't, I mean, nobody wants to. There are very few people that have been able to, you know, side sidestep the 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 beaten path to do it. Like Kev is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Kev has never done any of the traditional comedian steps to success. He was living in Tacoma. Nate Jackson already had a well-established room that ran like a well-on machine. So he was able to get, I mean, whereas we're getting 10, 15 minutes in LA, if that, usually like seven, he's getting 20, 30 minutes at a show with a full audience. So he's getting a real-time response for the jokes and what's working or not working. Mm-hmm. And he would already start building up his YouTube. So Kev already had a fan base when he moved down here. And it only began to expand because Kev is a machine as well. So he's doing um uh, he's doing Instagram. He's doing Vine. He's doing um what's the other one that you could uh broadcast from? I feel like it started with a P when he was driving home. He was doing oh, this Periscope. Uh, Periscope when he was driving home. So like he is constantly building on this this mm-hmm. fan base of probably 200, 300,000 already. And, you know, because he had this fan base on YouTube and everything, and he already has 30 minutes to an hour of well-polished material because he was able to work out so much in Nate room, he's getting booked at colleges and churches all around the country. Mm-hmm. So, whereas on the weekends, we're fighting for 15-minute spots at the J-Spot or the comedy mm-hmm. store or something like that. He's going out of town to do this church yeah. and get fifteen hundred while we're getting a drink ticket and twenty five dollars. Yeah. Or I mean, shoot, you'll be literally booked somewhere, and then like a uh, a uh, Damon Wayans will come in and do forty five minutes, and you and like three other people will be bumped or just pushed back, especially that little room at the store. I think oh it was. yeah, yeah, the belly room. Oh my God, getting stuck in there. You, we would easily be there to like two, three o'clock two in, in the, the morning, morning because they would just leaving. keep going. And then I go up at like one <laughs> thirty, and it's three six people, people <laughs> in the room. So it's like this. This is part of and speaking of the devil. Kevin just texted me. This is part of the journey where if you're not taking it with that person, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to understand, yeah. relate, and be empathetic to it. And so that caused some strife mm-hmm. because. On top of like the 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 physical physical um, battles that we were having in the mm-hmm. sense of sex, not like like fighting, okay, Ain't no domestic abuse shit going over here, mm-hmm. but the the sex problems that we were having, I come home defeated because mm-hmm. I either didn't get up or I got bumped or I didn't really get a chance to do it. Last thing I do is feel like being sexy. Yeah. And then because my I'm trying happy to... ass would want to stay awake for you to get home and be like, I waited up for you. And he's like, sleep within within three minutes of lying down. It's like, I waited up for nothing. Yes. And, I'll just and, now, and now she feels the type of way because I can't match her energy and she waited up for me. And honestly, I wish she was asleep yeah. because I'm in a bad mood and I can't shake this yeah. fast enough to give her the energy that she needs. And so this, mm-hmm. this one little incident sets the tone for the rest, rest of, the of the week. week. Yep. And now we're in a, in a, in a attention-filled <laughs> space. And it's not anybody's fault because she's trying to do what she thinks is a good wife and should do. I'm trying to be a good husband and be a provider and, yeah. and, and put this time in. And I'm getting beat from every direction. And I can't match her energy when I get home. And it's just a whole Ooh, fucking thing. I feel thing. like that's a whole nother topic. When your intentions are, aren't 
are misunderstood. Yeah. Because there's been so many times where our intentions were pure, but things were taken the wrong way or, um, yeah, or handled the wrong, yeah, just handled the wrong way, Man. received the wrong way. Why is like that crossed? Wasn't, that's not what I was trying to do at all. And I hate that you took it that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to take it back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just having, it's, it's another thing with communication. Like if we had spelled out things beforehand, then it would, actually we had a conversation kind of about that recently. Where it's like I asked a question and he immediately thought that I was going one direction with it. And it was like, nope. Nope, I wasn't doing that. So we're going to stop talking about this now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But back to um, the envy and jealousy thing. Hold so, on for a second. What's up, Khaleesi? I ain't seen a heard from your ass in a month of Sundays. I Sorry, have, guys. I ain't, I ain't I have seen because her. we're friends. Hey, girl. She ain't talked to me at all. I was. I always have to get something from third hand or he say, she say type shit. Khaleesi <laughs> ain't talked to your boy in a minute. And I feel a type of way about it. Mobster, mm. 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 child. Let me tell you, these look. We are united me. front, so I talk to her. So you are also connected. Okay, okay. That shit sounds cool, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sound. We did. I checked on you. Nah, fuck that. She you... do. She do be checking on us. I, I have. I have the receipts. I got you, sis. She okay. do be. She do be checking on us. She just comes. She talks to me. And I'd be like, he fine, girl. And then we move on. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh, is that is that jealousy or envy? Which one are you experiencing right now? Um, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little column, maybe a little column B. <laughs> like, uh-uh, you only know her because of me. That's number one. Then number two, why you ain't checking on me? So I guess a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not, it's not based in any. Truth. It's just like I missed her, mm -hmm. and when I saw her name, I was just like, "Girl, I ain't heard from you." But you know. that falls back on me too, because I could have reached out too. So that that's a two way mm -hmm. street. So I, I I'll eat my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I eat I, I eat that crow, that mm -hmm. humble pie, because I'm just mm -hmm. at as fault as her. So, <laughs> but at the same time, kiss my ass. Oh shit! Okay, I need you to pick a mood. <laughs> no, nah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> ah, you can't put me in the box. <laughs> and I'm the crazy one. Get it. I get that from you. So, but they don't know that. So he's the crazy one. Hey, friends. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories. Ones you love to hear and ones not so much. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those stories? It can be challenging to write it on your own, but with StoryWorth, it makes it fun and easy. So this is how anyone can write a book about their life. Every week, StoryWorth will email you or your relative um, a question, a prompt for a story about their past. And the questions are, are great open-ended questions like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? What's the farthest you've traveled? You know, those things that that spark up um, a good conversation. And um, all they have to do is just reply with a story. And then after a year of these replies, StoryWorth compiles a book of your loved one's 
stories, memories, and even photos. And it's a hardcover book, and it's beautiful. Um, and it would, makes a wonderful gift and keepsake. Um, I'm actually uh, rounding out um, a year with my mom, um, so I can't wait to get my uh, my book in hand um, to share with the family. I'm very excited about it. So millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Like I've barely touched anything. I selected some questions that um, I thought were more relevant to her um, and everything. But other than that, they send them. She replies. I get an email that she's replied and everything. And that's it. So to help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth, go to storyworth.com story today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash story to save $10 on your first purchase with StoryWorth. So don't miss out. The holidays are up on us. Once again, that's storyworth.com. Enjoy. Um, okay. So do you feel like just looking back at our relationship? Because now it's like hindsight's 2020. It's a lot of the things that a lot of shit that we realized we started unintentionally mm-hmm. um in a in a in a negative way, especially long term. Um, that is like, oh man, wish we had done this different. So we gotta like undo um those things or find a way to to <clears throat> not undo because it's like we're knitting a sweater. You don't want to start over, but yeah. you're like, oh, we made a mistake here. It's a Keep learned going lesson. and and it's get the get the next few stitches right. Yes. Um, and so do you feel like there were any things now that come to mind from back then that you that were cloaked in um in envy or or jealousy for you? <sighs> Yes, certain things. Uh, one, a lot of, first of all, let me say this. A lot of the stuff that I was envious of, I could have changed if I was willing to put forth more effort. Sometimes that effort didn't come because I didn't know how to execute it mm-hmm. by getting over my own hurdles of, of trauma and pain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was from sheer lack of energy. So one of the things I've always been envious of is how close the kid and Farron are. Mm. And it's just a type of love that one, I recognize and wish I had coming up. Me and my mom were very close until we weren't. Uh, But even then, we weren't like that close. Um, Anytime I dated a chick growing up and their family was super close, I was always envious of that. Because my family's close, but we're not like like that, not and so us close, yeah. yeah. And so I would be, Too I would different. be envious of that. I want that. I would, I would inject myself into that family and make everybody in the family love me. So even <laughs> me and that person stopped talking, they would ask about me because I longed for that love. Mm-hmm. And so the kid and Farron are like, I mean, thick as thieves. But I also understood that for it to get to that point with me, I would have to put in the work, and I knew at the time. I didn't have it in me to do. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have it in me to be as transparent as I needed to be to be as close as they were. I didn't have it in me to be as comforting and emotionally available and um, uh, physical with just like, just like, yeah, affectionate. I've, I've, I've said this before. There have been times when me and Farron have been in, in, in deep conversation and, and very hard conversations and she's crying and there's about this much distance in between us. And <laughs> I be do not there just staring at me with a I would not know face. to slide over. She would say, she would literally, she has literally said, This is the part where you rub my back and tell me it's gonna be okay. While she's crying, she has to tell me this because I don't instinctually know how to yeah. comfort someone I love so much. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's somebody off the street, you would you would never know. That they were just off the street. Yeah, I yes. am so emotionally available to them, but because I'm so vulnerable to her, yeah, I don't know the right move. First, and I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but it's 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 the equivalent of you being able to tell a stranger some wild shit that happened to you and being vulnerable and open to them, but you you lie to your spouse mm-hmm. or your significant other because you're afraid that your truth will hurt more than that lie. If you tell them how you truly feel or how something truly made you feel or what you really want from them or what you really want them to stop doing, you're afraid that your truth is going to hurt more than this lie. So you try to shield the blow and and and, and, and kind of like pu- protect them from the impact of that mm-hmm. truth. But in, in reality, in the long term, all you're doing is you're 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 misdirecting them because yeah. if you're not honest with them and it's telling like them what you like. It's like faking an you... orgasm. Yeah, you 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 are. It is. No, I thought about all the times I thought I made you come, and he was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't come," and I was like, "But, but we never talked it. about yeah, it. I never faked it, but yeah, we just never, never it, talked about it." I thought I was putting it down. He never asked. Like, think about it, fellas. Do y'all ask? Because if you don't ask and she don't say, yeah, she could just be enjoying the and she, and the, that, the journey. And that's what it was. We'll, we'll jump <laughs> and back to that fine, in a minute. We'll jump back to that in yes. a minute. But it was easier sometimes to look from afar at them interacting and experience that secondhand love and happiness and joy and how much fun they had. Like I would literally see them laughing and joking. They want to jump in but not know how to. But I still got enjoyment, and that still brought me joy to see smiles on their faces. But I was I, I was envious of that. And mm-hmm. in the last year and a half, I made it my business. Yeah. And it's a little late in the game, but it's still like she knows, she sees mm-hmm. the effort. Like, we'll have a conversation, and it'll get heated with me and the kid about me, you know, chastising her or correcting some behavior. And whereas I would, like, do it and walk away and let her deal with it, now I'm like... I still love you mm-hmm. and go over and hug her and, and, and comfort her and wipe her tears and make her laugh before I walk away. But this is the effort it takes. And I'm doing it now. Whereas back then I wasn't even emotionally available or I didn't have the capacity to do it because I, I felt like I had just enough to give her the love that she needed. Mm-hmm. And then I would give the kid what I thought she needed. Mm-hmm. But the kid needed damn near what she needed. They are damn two peas in a pot. Yeah. But I was not able to do that. Yeah. And um, it, it was like you literally living with two of me. Yes, it really was. So, yeah, Um, it's a uh, it's it, yeah. That's so that's that's one of the things I will say. <laughs> and then I'm always envious of. 
your ability to forgive. Farron can forgive at the drop. Well, she says, okay, I'm letting it go. I'm choosing to trust you. She lets it go. Nigga, I will have an <laughs> attitude with you to your mama on a deathbed. <laughs> I say, all right, I forgive, but I won't forget. And I mean that shit. I will, I, it's a motherfucker, and I'm not gonna say, you know what? Fuck it. Jason Brewery. I remember from third grade, this motherfucker stole my <laughs> Nintendo game, and his mama and found we're out. Still holding on. He found, she found out he stole the game and brought it back to me and made him apologize, but I knew it wasn't a true apology. And I said, one day I'm gonna get this motherfucker back. And I don't know, I haven't seen this man in years, but if I get that opportunity, Lord, be a, be a fence, because I want that get back. And that's from <laughs> third grade. So I know I have an ability to hold on to some shit. <laughs> she said, he looking for you, JB. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Mr. Brewery, if I find your ass, baby, you know, but uh, I, I just feel like if we think about all the things that just that humans do, um, unfortunately, a lot of it is kind of dishonest, but it's human. Like uh, a lot of the things we do are, are human things. Mm -hmm. And so... I give space for people to be human. Now, sometimes it's like, okay, the way you human does not work for me. So we about to we about to disconnect in human separately. Like that's it. The way you I'm human. not trying to change you. Yeah. Please do it your way over there. Leave me out of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not about to hold a hold a grudge. It's too much energy involved. And I just like, ah. I just won't deal with you. You know what's crazy is it's not crazy. This is just the way everybody loves differently. And I, I always hope that something I say really speaks to the fellas um, because I know we have a difficult time expressing ourselves. And I don't know if we we talked about this on the, on the podcast before, but I feel most vulnerable in front of her. And when I'm going through something, I don't know, I, I, I just, I'm a mess. I am a shell of myself in the sense of who I am around other people as opposed to who I am with her because she's got me to a point where I feel comfortable letting my guard down. Now the good and bad of that is she sees all of my downs, mm -hmm. all of them. Yeah. And we could be out somewhere and it looks like I'm having a great time. As soon as we get home, I'm back down because I'm comfortable in this space, letting my guard down. I don't have to put this cloak up like everything's okay. And the bad of that is that she gets the worst of the worst. And there was a time when she was like, I wish you just say some good days for me. And I was like, I don't I don't have that. I don't have that ability to say what's going to be a good day and a bad day. Mm -hmm. All I have is my truth. And I yeah. here is where I feel comfortable wearing my truth. And, and I remember telling you, like, nah, I regret saying that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she apologized. I regret saying that. It was because I, you are human. And I want mm -hmm. to give you space to feel what you feel. And if you feel like you can let you can let loose mm -hmm. in front of me, then I don't want to hinder that. And so it was like, fuck, why I say that? <laughs> even even like now, because um, I'm dealing with some shit and she wanted to go out for Halloween. 
and I just I I, I didn't feel like peopling anymore. I had mm-hmm. I've been peopled yeah, you out. You had just gotten back from some shows. Yeah, Ontario yeah. did five shows in Ontario, and I was I was just peopled out. So I was like, go out with some people, have fun, y'all have a great time. And she did that. But years ago, she wouldn't have done that. If I wouldn't have went, she was like, no, I'm cool. I'm staying in. So I'm glad that we're in a place now that we can mm-hmm. love each other close up and from afar and and feel comfortable giving each other that space because I was in that place where I didn't want to be around anybody. Yeah. Like I feel safe as around her, but there are times when I'm like, I can't, I don't, I just want to be isolated from everyone mm-hmm. so I could just deal with this yeah. and just not have to talk and not feel like I have to share my energy with anybody. I just want to, I want to sulk for a little <laughs> bit. And so I'm glad she went out. I'm glad she didn't, you know, hinder herself from a good time because I was going through something because there are times when I get like that and I just, I need that space and it's nothing personal. It's just like, mm-hmm. this is what I need to process and be able to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm happy that you're like, cause he told me oh, a while ago, cause I was like, when you get down, what do you need? Because what I need, you know, we talked before, you instinctually give what you would want to receive. And I'm like, what we, our needs are different. Yes. So what do you need when you feel like this? And in that, he told me, he was like, I just, he was like, I just need to be alone. And so when he says, oh, go ahead and go, then I have to take his word in that. But also he has to be able to say, no, I want you here mm-hmm. when in those moments where he's like, because he has become, you know, more just openly communicative and everything. So it's like, I know it's those moments where he's like, I want to be at home, but I want you at home with me. Mm-hmm. And so I need to be able to trust you to tell me those moments too. But when he's like, go, okay, mm-hmm. I hope you mean it because yeah. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, and I had to learn, you know, just the same way everybody does. Like that, my partner is not a mind reader. Yeah, you know, she she may pick up on some of my body language when I really want her to stay, but the for sure way to make her know is for me to say it. Mm-hmm. And then because if I don't say it, and I was like, well, I hope you would have picked up on it. I have no one to be mad at or upset with outside of myself. That's right, Tiffany. Use your words. It's so, another sexologist that says use your mouth, but. It's just yes. a wordplay because she means communicate. Um, so it's just it's 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 growing up and 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 using your words, uh, not hoping like no, nobody is a, is a superhero and they can read minds. Like you have to you have to be able to express what you want, mm-hmm. and even if you think it's going to hurt your partner, it may, it may for a minute, temporarily. But your truth, like if you say, like I know you say, you thinking, fellas, if you tell your your old lady, I just need some space. That's not saying, hey, I, I want to break up. That's not saying, hey, I want to go chill with somebody else. It's like, I just need some space. And ladies, you have to be willing to accept that and not take it personally. I know it's hard to because this is a person you love. You just want to be with them and all of that. But sometimes we just need that space to process it. It's it's a lot of pressure. To 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 be alive right now, but as a man and 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 a man of color, the pressure that we feel from society, the pressure that we feel to, especially nowadays, be masculine and also emotional or emotionally mm-hmm. available, is is tearing down a lot or reprogramming a lot of the 
the life skills that we learned growing up. We mm-hmm. weren't really taught to be expressive of our, our, our of our feelings and communicative. Yes. So we have to be able to process it sometimes because you know the the body yields to the mind. So we have to be able to process that and change our thinking. And sometimes we have to do that by ourselves to be able to change our behavior. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't do that with even as our as our partner that's still an outside influence. We mm-hmm. have to be able to process it the way that we process mm-hmm. it. And sometimes that requires some space and some yeah. isolation. Yes, yes, yes. I um and I'm happy you brought up childhood things because a lot actually the things that trigger you into jealousy and envy stem from childhood things. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, so I had someone ask recently about, you know, me getting jealous um, and how I used to versus how I not so much um, anymore. When I do, I'm able to get to the root of it. Like, what specifically is triggering this feeling, what are my thoughts about this? Why, like, I mean, hell, when he used to go out to the clubs and be out all night, my mind went to, oh, he could be home. He's choosing not to be here. It's a it's a me issue, you know, I'm I'm the problem type uh you know, frame of mind I would have. During that time, and I realized, like, no, you have your own abandonment issues that you need to deal with, and you are projecting all of that on him and putting this pressure on him about showing up for you because somebody didn't when you were a child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And once I realized that, it was like, okay, this is a me issue. I got to focus on me so that I can be a better partner. Um. And just, like, looking at that differently, I mean, and my abandonment issues stem from daddy issues, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like once I realized that his his lack of um, attentiveness, you know, as I was growing up, it was still affecting my adult life very heavily. Actually, it was just a vendetta to just erase <laughs> erase any part of that man from my life and so it was like oh I've got to work through this because I ain't trying to be affected by shit he did or did not do and um but it it, seeing things that way and seeing that that was the origin helped me really question those feelings of those insecure feelings that would come up those triggers Mm -hmm. and actually like quelled a lot a lot of them like I like go to have all the fun if I'd be knocked out or I'd be gone or I'd be up if I choose to be you know when he comes back home but it's not me just sitting there just brewing on this narrative that I'm feeding myself Mm -hmm. so um but so good thing to do is when you have those feelings realize it's not it's not specifically what your partner is doing that's causing those feelings. You're being triggered by something underneath that. It is that is the trigger. My bad. That is the trigger. That action triggered those feelings. But those feelings, you have to scratch the surface and get beneath that and be like, why do I feel like these are valid concerns? Why am I giving this this much energy? Where did this actually stem from? 
because that's where I question now. So a lot of the times when that stuff comes up for me, I don't even say anything to him about it because I know, figure out where that came from for you because mm -hmm. that's not valid. You know where this man's head and heart is. You know where his energy is going. You know. So um, that. All right. Um, not all right. Um, all right there. <laughs> but I did realize, though, like there's some envy comes in three. There's three types and it's not all so bad. So there's benign envy in which we just simply wish we had the traits, attributes or standing of another. Like. Mm -hmm. You know, so it kind of is like, oh, I want that. Give me something to work towards. Because mm -hmm. I remember I wanted a super important job that I was always on the road and I had two phones and I was so. And when I had it, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop. You like, wanted two phones? Uh, like, I just wanted. <laughs> <laughs> one for the plug, one for the hose. <laughs> like, I just, I just wanted because, you know, I came from the space of like, I was super busy and like just the, the pay was shit. I love the job, but the pay was shit. And I was using my personal phone to take care of all this stuff. And I just, I just, it was a nonprofit. So I just put up with a lot of shit for the greater for the for the cause mm -hmm. and then i was like okay this is bs like i'm down for the cause but i can't do it here so i went somewhere else more corporate and i was like okay this is great i want to work up the ladder i want to be this person i'm gonna do this and once i had all of that responsibility then it was like i'm the only person being called for everything mm -hmm. and I'm always on call even though I shouldn't be I was like oh this is terrible and I hate everybody and I'm sad that I ever wanted this life <laughs> so um but I learned a lot yeah um so yes benign envy emulative envy is where we seek to copy someone's accomplishments mm. um and that is a lot of the what imitation is the greatest form of flattery? Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, the don't don't be single white female. Um, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, that goes more into the third type, malicious envy, the most painful and destructive kind, uh, which arises from resentment and um, often uh, comes along with shame. Mm. So those. Those things. So think about where where you are on that spectrum, because in healthy relationships like oh, your partner's success, you know, what they're doing is a neutral is is for you both. Mm -hmm. It affects both sides positively. And so that's why I wanted to bring bring up that topic, because I'm sure I wasn't the only person questioning, like, where do I fit in this? Because I feel like, you know me, um, I want to be a, a partner, not a dependent, but also it's like I am in the backgrounds of of your trajectory. So where do I fit? What do I own in it mm -hmm. um, is the is a question. And in that, it made me question, you know, where my jealousy or what I was envious of and how to get, how to scratch the surface and get under that because as professionally is what I'm talking about right okay. now. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yes, yes, yes. So, in order to fix it, we're doing this because harboring resentments is never good. So, honesty, we've been really, really, really doing good with that and Man. going even further. Having like, converse- let me say, I've been having a conversation I thought I never did. I've been really embracing it because yo, it's hard for me to tell my lover something that I think could hurt. And I I've legit been... got to go through like convo cards when I want to ask specific questions, but I know he'll be more responsive. If I have a convo card, I'd be like, this is true. This is where it's like question. a middleman. It's like, okay, this one. This card said to ask you this question. <laughs> so... Motherfucker. Because <laughs> if I ask him without the card, he'd be like, you plotting on me, girl. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. We getting there, though. Them we conversations are. getting easier. We are. We are. Um, but admission is the first step. And so admitting that we had those feelings because I had to just own it one day and be like, babe, I'm jealous. I'm just a jealous person. Like, we just got to deal with it. We got to figure this shit out. I'm working on it. But I need you to know this is who I am. <laughs> and he's like, nigga, I know. <laughs> that face. I just, I just listen to it. <laughs> you just listen. I just listen. Um, and discourse, discourse, mm. discuss the origin of it, which is what I said. The... Very, very important to discourse it. <laughs> you discourse. have no room, no. and I do mean none. I, 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 yeah, you're right, but I'm still gonna do it. I defend your jumbled up tongue all the time. You jumbled can't have my back right now. Tongue. You can't have my back right now. I can still joke with you. No. I still have your back. Don't nobody else do my babe. <laughs> but I can do my babe. <laughs> okay, grow up. Um, yeah. So explore the validity of your shut up of your. <laughs> Of your fears, your concerns, and um, explore alternatives. Like, Mm -hmm. what's a better way? What will help you? Because in him pulling me to the forefront, I had expressed to him, like, yo, I need you to at least talk like you, like like you have a wife and a child at home. Well, everybody knows you have a kid. I need you to at least talk like you have a wife. Like, you talk like... You out here a single father um, in these streets, and um, I'm going to need you to. And he's like, I can do your one better. Spotlight. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, wait, making me pit out. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And we had to to discuss it together, though I realized it was a me issue with the um, insecurities over your career and even just the, the growth and everything. Don't be plotting on my car. I ain't plotting on just make sure you're drinking. <laughs> Even though um, we had to, I realized it was a me issue. Those were me issues, things that from my childhood I needed to deal with. I still needed to be vocal about what I was dealing with to him so that he, you know, I just didn't want him in the dark. This is what I'm processing. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times, like, I was so happy when he found a therapist and someone that he actually liked and vibed with. And he actually came, and I didn't expect to hear anything. I'm just happy he was talking to someone. And But a lot of the times he came out of it realizing, like, he needed to let me in to where his thought process was so that I would be aware. Like, I didn't need to do anything, but I needed to be aware of what he was shouldering. And um, so that was just super, super helpful. Just the admission, the the being honest about it, pulling your partner into the conversation, even if 
even if it's just to inform them as a FYI of what you are processing, what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, yes. This is, I'm so happy we got to this topic because it was burning me. That was not burning me. It was burning me. It was All right. giving me the clap. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Appreciate y'all watching, tapping in. Uh, but And also, let us know, um, you know, your situations, how you've dealt with things. If this is something you're like, shit, I, I see now where I went wrong. Let us know your story. Um, more to the story podcast at gmail.com or just slide into the DMs. I check them um, for the more to the story podcast. IG. IG. Yeah. As always, I'm to hear more. And I'm fair and more. We'll see you next time on the next episode of More to the Story, guys. More to the Story. Bye. <laughs> she said.